Alright y'all, the link is in the description. Check me out. So anyway, let's get in this video. So anyway, just knocking out these video back to back. I know you're like, God damn, I didn't expect to see you this many times. But anyway, just answering people's questions. So this is the, re the video some people are asking for, like, how do I know my ex-new lover is envious of me? Okay, the AKA the painkiller, as I say, you know, I call them painkillers. Most people say placeholders, I say painkillers. This is a video that says signs that give you obvious signs. Your ex-new lover, AKA the painkiller, is envious and jealous of you. The first sign is this. They wait around in the background for y'all to break up. I mean, this is like the obvious sign. They waiting around, snooping around in the background, floating around and all that stuff, just waiting for you to slip up. They show up to, you know, your ex-mama house and, you know, stuff like this. Probably when y'all was together. They always popping up, showing up. You know, they probably the work wife or husband. They they know about your situation. They know. Some painkillers don't know. So they you know exception to the rules, the ones that don't know. But in this case, we ain't talking about them. We talking about the ones that do know, you know, the home-wrecking-ass people. But anyway, they floating around in the background and, you know, always got some kind of drama, asking questions and stuff like that. Why? They want what you had. What had. They want what you had. You know, they want your eggs. You think, oh, they just stumble and just fall up on your egg? No. That was plan, plot, and strategize. Your age just giving to it. The second sign is this. Sometimes, after some of the people I have consultation with, they'll text you with that drama. They they boasting and bragging like, okay, I got your I got your uh, woman or man, whatever. I got them. I'm better than you and stuff like that. If you was on your job. This would have never happened, so that means I'm better than you and all that stuff. They just want that job. They want to boost their ego. They think it's a badge of honor for stealing someone loved one. They think that's best something to do. They think that's the big, the man. They, in their little small world, they think, like, okay, since I stole your lover, I'm better than you. You little, I'm big. I'll, you lose, I win. They just envious of you. They just want what you have. They always got to keep that drama going because it, 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 it inflates their little ego. And your ex over there, just the monkey in the middle, just enjoying every minute of it. Because the thing is, he, he or she probably got two people fighting over, you know, and then, so they just going to sit back and just enjoy the moment, probably bust both of their draws or, you know, just whatever. If they man or woman, you fill in the blank. The other thing is this. Like I said, you know, my number three is they know all about you and still continue to cheat with your ex. See, the thing is, before they made it official, before they completely was together, they was messing around. Before the monkey branching and all that stuff took place, and, you know, first the monkey branch, then the little rebound relationship. But before, while in the monkey branching stage, what you think they was doing? Why you think they were sneaking around calling this other off-brand ass person behind your back? Why you think that? What you think they was doing when you was wasn't around? What you think they was doing? What's that F word they was doing and stuff like that? 
If you know what the F word I'm talking about, put it in the comments. You know, what they been doing? Yeah, that's right. They was fornicating. <laughs> it was fornicating behind your back. They were cheating. So the thing is, and they know fully aware about you. A lot of time I hear so many horror stories about, you know, your the ex bringing them into the house when, you know, the other spouse or somebody like that be at work. By the other person at work, the ex be having this other off-brand-ass person in the house smashing on the same bed that they sleep in and don't think nothing of it. Don't you know the painkiller or this off-brand person can be right next door to you? I heard so many horror stories. But anyway, let's go move on. Number four, they make your ex, you know, start drama with you. They tell your ex whatever, like, they convince your ex that you is the bad person. You is this bitter, no good, hateful-ass, demonic person, and you is the enemy. So they can click up and get against you. See, the thing is, long as you the enemy, their little off-brand relationship is going to grow stronger. That's why I say don't interfere with it. The more you interfere, fight for this old off-brand ex or whatever who they may be, the more they're going to get stronger, the more they're the going to unite against you because they have something in common. You, you the enemy. So your, this other off-brand painkillers, you know, stuff, they're going to encourage your ex to hate you more. They're going to put, they're going to gaslight your ex. They're going to paint you as an evil person. They're going to do things in favor for your ex to make it seem like they're an angel and make you seem like an evil person. They'll probably tell your ex, like, okay, well, they say it like this. You paid all the bills in the house. The new painkiller, the envious person, the person that envious of you, they're like, you know what, over here, you ain't got to pay no bills. I know your ex made you went to work. I know your ex ain't paid none of your probation bills. Over here, you can drink the juicy juice with the ice. You can drink it out the carton if you want to. Over here, you can do that. But the thing is, the painkiller is going to make the relationship over there on the other side easy for your ex. Make it more easier and make it more comfortable at first. But the thing is, the painkiller really don't know. Your ex don't give a damn about either one of y'all. They just enjoying, you know, enjoying the ride. The last one is this. They gonna pretty much broadcast to the world, social media, you know, whoever listen, that their little newfound relationship is so, they so happy, it's organic, it's God give to the earth. They gonna broadcast that to everybody that you know, they know they're going to just tell everybody. If they can put make a, a bulletin board on the side of the road talking about, hey, look how happy we is, they'll do that if they can get away with it. But the thing is, you have to be indifferent. I know you might have an attachment to your ex or stuff like that, and you, want, you don't want to let your investment go because all the time and effort and energy you put into this person. But you have to do the opposite. You had your time with this person. This person chose to be over there. This painkiller, I mean, the painkiller person that envious of you did not put a pistol to your ex forehead and like, come on over here with me. They did not get kidnapped. They did not get date rape, drug, or anything like that. They, they on their own free will, went over there. 
So once they did that, they made a decision to be on the other side. Now it's time for you to make your decision. And the best thing for you to do is pretend that person is dead to you. They are dead to you. If you work together, go to work, just get your money. You ain't got to communicate with that person. If you do, you talk strictly about business, the job stuff. If y'all work at Kinko's, talk about the printer. If y'all talk work at Burger King together, hey, just like, hey, can you pass me the secret sauce? You know, can you pass me the extra pickles? If y'all work, you know, at a coffee shop, like, hey, let me, can you pass me the extra cream and sugar and stuff like that? Y'all don't talk about no relationship stuff. If y'all live together, you like, you stay your ASS over there on that side of the house, we like roommates. I stay myself over here until I find some pl- other place. And the lease is up or whatever it may be, we go our separate ways. If we have mutual friends, you tell your mutual friend, don't tell me about what's going on over there. Do not tell me about what they're what they doing. But that's how you got to set your standards and boundaries. That person is dead to you. If y'all have kids together, you use the gray rock method only, and you use parallel parenting. Look it up. I'm not going to make no video about that. Gray rock, I've been saying this for the longest. But other than that, that person just want what you have. When somebody see you with a good thing, they want it too. So that's why I say keep your finances and your relationships private. Don't tell everybody. If you have an argument, keep it in the household. You don't have to go out outside of the household and tell everybody. Be careful about your friends and family members too. Because a lot of times I have consultation, they be picking up on your leftovers too. Watch your friends. You over there telling a friend like, yeah, this person, yada, yada, yada. They want the person you talking about. The person your ex like, don't worry about that person. I can't stand that person. That's the person that's going to be taking your place. Pay attention. Always with your life. Plan, plot, strategize, and always self-improve. If anybody's not for you, cut them off. No matter who it is, cut them off. Cut them off. So with that being said, just take care of yourself and stay prayed up. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with me, and we can talk this out over um, email or you know, can send me a text message, text me what's going on so we can set up a time to talk. You can do that with you know my you know, um, WhatsApp or email. I know you see the email on this page. Just like you see my, you know, my brown skin, you see the email and yellow. You see it, so please don't ask me why I don't see the email. Uh-huh. So anyway, with that being said, I want you to take care of yourself. Watch out for one another. Stay safe out there. You know, just just, just stay safe. And stay prayed up so you can be on the right side just in case something happens. So with that being said, peace. Take care of yourself. This been a Me, Myself, and I podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, send me an email at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com or you can text me your story on whatsapp the number is 1706-346-4783 also check out my audio books on amazon or my books in general on amazon just go to amazon type in warren mcfadden books they'll, they'll will pop up 
Also, listen to the end. I'll attach some other podcasters to this one. So enjoy. Take care. Peace. All right, y'all. This part two. So in this part two episode of Me, Myself, Me, Myself, and I podcast, I'm just giving you obvious sign your ex pretending that they can't stand your ass, you know, because they still want you pretty much. They playing hard to get. They trying to play the tough role. But in reality, behind closed doors, a lot of them motherfuckers have to cry themselves to sleep. They not, you know, they not confident in the decision they made. So let's go and get jump into the obvious signs. The obvious sign is this. You know, they play a little jealousy games. Try to make you jealous with their new painkiller. If they jump into a new relationship, they try to make you jealous with that person. Trying to make you compete. Trying to make you respond. Compare yourself to this new person. Now, understand, if they was completely over you, they wouldn't give a shit of what kind of response you, you know, you give them. They wouldn't be looking for a response. They're too busy. They'll be too busy focused on their new relationship. But they're not, you know, they not, they didn't, they not move on all the way. So they, your response give them an ego boost. It might make them come in their little pants. So therefore, no response, showing difference. None. Now the dark side about that, they're gonna continue with those silly ass, monkey ass games until you respond. You gotta, you know, you gotta stand on what you're talking about and be serious. You know, like, you know, let the people know that you ain't to be played with. So therefore, show indifference and show like, look, I don't care that you going on. You, hey, take that BS over there with my replacement over there that way. The other sign is this: when y'all broke up, y'all went y'all separate ways, or whatever the case may be, they blame you for every damn thing. I mean everything. You is the reason why all of this took in place. I mean, it can they can be on video camera doing everything to lead up to this moment, but somehow, some way, it's all your fault. Why? Because they would never, ever, ever take accountability or responsibility for their actions because they feel like that's a personal attack on them. Remember, dealing with certain people are like dealing with little children. You can have a body of evidence proving that they're wrong, but just like a little child, they're going to turn their nose up and they're probably going to say, well, what about so-and-so or well, so-and-so did it and ain't nothing happened to them. They like little children. They like shifting the blame. So therefore, you cannot take them seriously. When you take them seriously, you suffer. It's like beating your head against the wall trying to understand them. You will never understand them. Why? Because it's like little children. When a grown person body. Now, the other thing is this. An obvious sign that they still want you, but pretending like they don't, playing a hard role like, hey, everything your fault, I'm done, I, I'm living a better life since I left you, and the grass is green over here, this new person is better than you, bigger than you, sexier than you, whatever the case may be, darker than you, taller than you, shorter than you, whatever, richer than you, you know, they might have more titties, ass, Whatever, come man, you fill in the blank. You know what they tell you. 
But in the reality is this. They playing tough. Behind closed doors, a lot of them people have to cry themselves to sleep. And the other sign is this, that they still pretending and playing tough. Why they won't give you your stuff back? Think about it. If you if some of their stuff is at your house, why they won't come get it? Why? I guarantee you, when you start moving on and forgetting about them, that's when all of a sudden they're going to want that stuff back. Oh, let me come get my pillowcase. Man, you don't want this damn pillowcase. I do. My mama give it to me. You went how long without you know, sleeping on this pillowcase? I know it been eight years. You don't want this damn pillowcase. Well, let me come get my key then. I done changed a lot. That key in the parking lot somewhere. Go look for it. Why you throw the key in the parking lot? Man, they'll come up with all sorts of excuses. Even if they have, you know... Like children, kids. Y'all had the kids together. Man, they ain't thinking about no damn kids. They'll come through, well, let me see the kids. Uh, uh, you ain't see the kids in how long? I know it's been five years. I know they teenagers now. Or they're uh, vice versa. Oh, little Moo Moo sick. You need to come over here and see him. Moo Moo sick? What, what are you sick with? They say, the doctor said he got HIV AIDS. How a little baby got HIV AIDS? I don't know. The pacifier got something on it. You need to come see him. The doctor need to talk to you too. I'm like, man, please come over there. The baby don't be sick. The baby jumping up and down, playing and happy and all that stuff. I thought you said the baby was sick. My little moo moo, little Tyrell was sick, but you know, he know you was coming. So he cheer up. I mean, they all, they, they just pretending. It's all a game to them. Don't feed into it. Stay focused on your purpose. Fall in love with yourself. Don't be relationship focused. Understand this. Your goals and dreams and relationships go in separate directions. Society will tell you to focus on relationships. That's a fucking dead end. Cause at the end of the, at the end of that road, it just marriage. Then, then what? Your goals and purpose is endless. And that on that road, you can leave a legacy. And through a legacy, you can live forever. I ain't never know nobody who got married and lived forever. You know, create a legacy by just getting married. You know, I, that's pretty much dead end. But a lot of people, you know, they're going to hate me for this, for saying that, but I'm going to add on to it. There's no benefit in that. Surprise, surprise. There ain't no benefit in that. You don't gain nothing. A ring and a little piece of paper don't change nothing. Nada. Not a thing. You just telling them, hey, I want to stay with you forever. Don't you know I consultate a lot of people that actually marry and still feel lonely? I'm telling you. People I talk to, they're actually in relationships and still feel alone. So don't let society tell you, oh, I don't want to die alone. If you're in a relationship and you're not, and that person not giving you the time and the effort and the love that you, that you, that you need, that you're looking for, you're still alone. But with that being said, if you need to get in contact with me and have a consultation with me, you can send me an email at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com or you can text me on whatsapp 
The number is 1706-346-4783. Also, check out my books on Amazon. Go to Amazon, type in Warren McFadden Books. They'll pop up. I greatly appreciate it. Also, please leave me a comment. Leave your comments on Amazon. Tell me what you think. You know, I, I, just, I just want to hear some feedback. So with that being said, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Peace. Man, another day in paradise. All right. Here again with another little quick podcast. I always say little quick podcast. But it don't really be quick. Like 30 minutes. But anyway, here again with another podcast. And me, myself, and our podcast. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about, look. The dark reality of dealing with the narcissistic people, the goddamn, their behavior, how they act. So things you can look out for, the dark truth. Now, if you interact with one of these people, I know on the internet, they say, well, these people, you know, they don't care about nothing and yada, yada, and stuff like that. But the reality is they like big, grown kids, children. That's it. Just like kids. They don't care about nothing, only about what they, you know, what they can gain from you. That's it. But most people, they go in the extra detail, sugarcoating the shit and telling people what they want to hear. Like, oh, this is how you hurt a narcissist. This is how you hurt and do a narcissistic injury. How you injure a motherfucker who don't care about nothing? I mean, going by their logic. How they say it. Narcissists don't care. They ain't capable of love. So how you hurt a motherfucker like that? Think about that. Well, you got to pull your attention away. Do they really care, though? Think about that shit. Do they really care? See, the shit, go, their own messes go against each other. Like, they don't care. They heartless. They animals. They monster. They cold. They wear a mask. But how you hurt a motherfucker like, like that who don't give a shit about nothing? They don't care. How do you hurt? That's the question. Think about that shit. How do you hurt a person who don't give a fuck about nothing? How most people say it, and I believe it, and I see it with my own eyes, narcissists don't love themselves. They don't love nothing. They're incapable of love. They don't care if you leave. They always need a new supply. That's what we, that's, no, that's what we've been taught. They don't care. So how do you hurt a person that don't care? Here's the answer. A narcissist's worst fear is being alone. That's it. They hate to be alone. Because the thing is, without nobody there, there's nothing. See, a narcissist need people because it's a social thing with them. They always want to be seen. They always want to be a center, the center of attention. So it's a show, social thing. Without nobody to associate with, there's nothing. And they hate to be alone. There you go. Most people are like, this is how you injured them. This is how they're going to get their calm and all that stuff. I mean, I see, you see all this old goofy ass shit, man. But really sit back and think, do they look like they fucking suffering? Look at them. Look. Look at them motherfuckers. 
they look like they're doing good in it because they always have somebody to associate with. That's it. Being the thing is, a narcissist can't really be themselves without no one to associate with. It's a social game. The more they associate with people, the more they get their power. They get their power from people associating with them. Just like a like like a stage performer. If a performer go on stage and the audience there's no audience. The before you know the performer won't perform. They just leave the stage. I'm like what the fuck I'm doing? There you have it. That's the answer. All that other goofy ass shit. People just making video after video after video. This is how you make them. So you can't make nobody suffer. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Unless you pull a piss out and kill them, then they'll care about that. But other than that, they don't care unless you put their life in danger. You're like, oh, this is how you do this. They hate to do this. Go no contact. Now, let's be honest. If you go no contact and they always got somebody to associate with, socialize with because they hate being alone, they always going to keep somebody to socialize with. Now, if you go no contact, you think they going to give a shit and all that. Well, I'm the best they ever had. That's a fucking lie, too. That's a lie. If you was the best, they wouldn't be discard. They don't throw away the best shit they have. Oh, this is when they gonna realize they are the best. That's your fucking ego. That's your ego. A lot of people like to think that shit. I'm the best they ever gonna have. Let them tell it though. Let them tell it. Look at their actions. What is they telling you? Is they treating you like you the best thing that ever happened? Think about that shit. Damn the what people say. Look at people's actions. Their actions tell the story. Is they treating you like how you know how these people say it? Is it matching up? They gonna realize I was the best thing in their life and they gonna come crawling back. No, they don't. No, they don't. Don't people go out in the world, they be a hoe. Then sometimes these narcissistic these narcissist ass people, they realize what they done. They learn from their mistakes and they keep growing. They involve. Evolve and then they grow, you know, they keep going. Like I said, many times, hoes can be men and women. And one thing you never gonna see is a UFO, a faithful hoe, a hoe that won't go. Tell them hoes to go. Watch how fast they leave. The only time they backtrack is when they got down. Like I said, they only got one fear. Fear of being rejected and told. I mean, well, told no and, you know, to be by themselves. They don't like that. That's their ultimate fear is being alone because they need some people to socialize with. They need it. And they always going to have, as long as they have somebody to socialize with, they're not really thinking about you like that. Don't people making videos. That's all it is. At the end of the day, don't people don't give a fuck about you. We want who want us. And we don't want need to waste no more time with people who are going to waste our time. Focus on our goals and our dreams and anything you have an ambition for. See, anything you trying to do, it's already been done. Just follow the blueprint. And add your own, you know, personality to it. Bada boom, bada bang. And 
That's how it works. But if you need to get in contact with me because you have a situation you need to talk about, we can set up a one-on-one consultation. You can email me at mcfadden.warren at gmail.com or you can text me worldwide on WhatsApp. The number is 1706-346-4783. You understand? Or you can check out my books on Amazon. I go into details about these things. Real simple books to read. Simple. Real simple books. It's not going the most it'll probably take you like a, probably like two hours to read. Probably not even that long. But it's available on Amazon. Check me out. The name, my latest book is called Painkiller. Check it out. Now, with that being said, take care of yourself and enjoy the rest of the, the podcast. I appreciate it. Listen to uh, listen to all the way to the end. Thanks.